Hello, hello, hello. This is the Vanilla JavaScript Podcast. I'm Chris Ferdinandi. Thanks so much for joining me. Today, I'm talking about accessibility and specifically whether or not accessibility is always required when building websites and web apps. TLDR, uh, or I guess TLDL, too long, didn't listen. Uh, yes, it is. Um, but today I wanted to unpack some presumptions and misunderstandings about accessibility that I see come up quite a bit and what our job as web professionals actually is. So to get started here, um, the first thing I wanted to get into is this, this idea that disabilities aren't static and neither are people. Um, so um, over the, the, well, a few weekends ago now, um, on Twitter, I got into an argument or discussion or whatever you want to call it, um, with someone about whether or not accessibility is always required when building websites and web apps. And the first person they made was, uh, quote, I wouldn't say every web app needs to be accessible because it's meant for certain people slash organizations. Uh, that's, that's the whole quote. Um, and this is just objectively wrong um, for a few reasons. Uh, disabilities aren't static to begin with. Um, and people and organizations aren't either. Um, the team you're building an app for today might change tomorrow. I might have new people come in that weren't there today. Someone who has no disabilities today might have disabilities tomorrow. Uh, they might break an arm and be unable to use a keyboard. Their vision might start to fail or their hearing might go as they age. And just because a team doesn't look like it has any people with disabilities on it doesn't mean it doesn't. Not all disabilities are obvious apparent or disclosed. People don't have to tell you they have a disability for you to give a shit about that. Um, and they, they shouldn't have to. That's just absurd. Um, the second piece here is that the, dis the disabled community is not a monolith. Not all disabilities of a particular type manifest in the same way. Over the last few weeks, I've had a lot of conversations about accessibility beyond just this one uh, that I was talking about a minute ago that have focused around people who can't see. Um, in particular, the idea that certain things just can't work for people who are visually impaired. Um, yes, blind people can play video games. They can use maps. They can read books. They can do anything they damn want to unless you build things that stop them from doing so. And not all visually impaired users are blind. Screen reader support is an important part of accessibility, but it's far from the only one. And it's far from the only thing you need to think about when you're thinking about visually impaired users. Does your website or app use colors to indicate different types of intera interactions? Um, how does that look to people who are colorblind, which is another type of uh, you know, visual impairment? And by the way, colorblindness does not typically mean sees the world in black and white. It can mean that, but um, that's not the only or even the most common form of colorblindness. Um, it often means that certain specific hues of color look different to people with different types of colorblindness. There's a whole bunch of different types um, that make colors look different. Um, and so, for example, for a particular type of colorblindness, using green and red to equal to, or, you know, to, to illustrate two different things in your design um, might not kind of work for people with a particular type of colorblindness. They, um, they may look just like shades of gray, um, for example. Um, what if the person um, that uh, is using the thing you made gets motion sick? 
can they disable animations so they can't use uh, so they can use the website or web app effectively? Can a person who has neuromuscular conditions that make using a mouse or tapping tiny buttons on a screen um, impossible? Can they still navigate around? Does your app or website support keyboard interactions? Uh, are the tap targets big and easy to hit for someone who has Parkinson's or limited um, limited movement of uh, their arms? Um, or uh, some condition that makes fine motor control with their hands difficult. Um, even for people uh, who have the same particular condition, their wants, their needs, and their ways of navigating the web may be completely different. Um, uh, you know, multiple people who use screen readers are going to use screen readers in different ways depending on how long they've been using them, how sophisticated, um, and technologically savvy kind of their approaches to technology are. Um, the disabled community is not a monolith, and so you can't make these broad sweeping generalizations about accessibility. Um, the bigger though, and I think the more important thing here that I just can't stress enough, is that accessibility is literally your job. So the, the debate if you want to be kind about it, that I had with that person on Twitter. Um, another argument they made was, quote, it should be the consumer's job to adapt the solution to their problem. And like, nope, fuck that. That is ableist bullshit. Um, as is this other quote from them, quote, I was referring to the case where the app does not need to be accessible because it's not required from the client. Like, here's the thing. In many countries around the world, accessibility is a legal requirement. Like it's quite literally your job, your professional obligation to build websites and web apps that are accessible. It doesn't matter if the client requires it or not. It doesn't matter if you think the organization needs it or not, or that anybody on the team is going to be affected by it. The stuff we build needs to be accessible, just like it needs to work in a browser. It should go without saying. You're not always going to do it right. Humans are fallible. We mess up. As much as I advocate for this stuff, I have on many occasions gotten accessibility wrong and had to go back and fix it. Um, even highly trained professionals with years of schooling, like lawyers and doctors, mess up. That's why malpractice insurance is a thing in those professions where the stakes for messing up are often far more dire than they are for the things we make. But if you're not willing to learn, to try, to like actually give a damn, you're not a web developer. You're just a hobbyist messing around with these tools. So that's it for today. Um, if you want to finally master JavaScript um, and dig more into topics like accessibility and the things we build, head over to vanillajsguides.com and check out my pocket guides and video courses. As a listener of the show, you can take 30% off with the code podcast at checkout. Uh, see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>